The Boise Bubble Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. The Boise Bubble Podcast is a look into one of the fastest growing cities in America from the perspective of the people lucky enough to live here. Issues and topics that interest and impact our community from food to urban adventures to exploring the Idaho wilderness to the complicated and captivating experiences of the people you pass every day. We're Natalie and Shane Plummer, and together we bring our experience in social media, local business, corporate development, outdoor adventures, and fumbling through marriage to bring you conversations that will help discover why this is one of the most sought after places to live. Welcome to the Boise Bubble Podcast. We're excited to bring you into the conversation. Welcome back, everybody. So, first podcast down. Yes. Killed it. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. Second one. Of all the topics that we could talk about, and when I think about what you do for Hello Meridian, man, there's a lot of stuff. We could talk about restaurants. We could talk about food. We can talk about the mountains. And yet, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to be talking today about the influx of population into the Treasure Valley, um, specifically about the perceptions of Californians moving into this area. Uh, It's a very uh, polarizing, hot topic. Uh, We wanted to to talk about it first because one, it's on everybody's mind. It's something that's talked about on a regular basis, but also I think it gives us a good structure on how we want this podcast to go, about uh, how we want, the vibe to be, the tone um, of, I guess, coming into things with an understanding, uh, looking for understanding on all the parties involved. I feel like we just jumped right into graduate school from high school. That's cool. We could have done food, (laughs) but here we are. We'll do that for the next one. Why not, right? Let's just do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, and also I think I'm interested. And if I I feel like because... uh, if I'm really interested in something, if you're really interested in it, if if I feel like it comes up in conversation enough, then it, it probably is just of interest to, to people. I know that it's of interest to me. And uh, I think it's because in all these interviews and recruiting conversations that I've had, I'll bet you that I probably talk to at least 200 people a year that are coming from, or that are looking to come here from California specifically. And once you talk to so many people and so many people that aren't talking to each other, they're just independent data points. You start noticing some patterns in the comments and some of the feelings. And then when you live here outside of the office and you start listening to everyone else who is from here, you start noticing the patterns and the comments. And like I said, my brain sees patterns. And I think that there are two different stories being played out here that uh, we're not on the same page with. And I think that the more we're able to understand about other people and those perspectives, we'll be able to have better conversations about it. 
because the impacts are real. Um, we've talked so many times about um, just the housing market, right? That's a real thing that we're dealing with right now. Our What's happened to our property value since we've been here? Non-specifics, we don't need to give any Oh, and our specific? Yeah. Uh, we're nearing tripling our value on yeah. our home. We bought in, in 2011, which granted was at the very bottom of the downturn. It was actually the lowest it ever got was the month we bought in 2011. Yeah, but when you look on Zillow, you see these amazing numbers and you think, oh man, that's amazing. We're going to be rich if we <laughs> wanted to cash out. But uh, that doesn't mean anything because if we want to stay here, we just have to move. And prices are so, uh, it's a real thing that we're dealing with is mm -hmm. what I'm trying to get to. Um, and it has real impacts on people. So why not talk about a topic that is uh, impactful? Yes, and you see that from that perspective. And from my perspective, what's interesting is for what I do as a social media influencer and as my page, Hello Meridian, has become more of a community center um, specific place I talk to hundreds of people and I talk to them individually. And what I keep seeing, what I've been seeing for years is that so many of the same stories are uh, are told over and over again, but people feel very alone in their stories. And I just wanted to show people that they're not alone, that this is a conversation that includes all of us. And I think I, I like that opportunity that I can see this overarching view of, of things here. And I feel like that's something that could connect us instead of divide us. So let me tell you where I started before we really approached it intentionally. But um, I took the kids up skiing up at Bogus on New Year's, De uh, New Year's Day. Mm -hmm. And as you're driving up the windy mountain, you see all these K-rails, these concrete barriers. <clears throat> and there had to be a half a dozen spots of graffiti that people had written some version of Calif Californians suck, Californians go home. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very negative and granted, I don't think that that's the norm, but I think that it's indicative of some of the sentiment of people that have been here for a long time that they see Californians as Californians as outsiders um, that are trying to donk up their way of life. <laughs> and I don't I don't disagree that there are real impacts, but I think that that's one of the stories playing out from the local perspective. Mm -hmm. But I have noticed that as I've talked to these people coming from California, man, it is a different story. It's a very interesting story. So um, before we get into those two stories that I think uh, are very thematic and accurate, um, tell us, why don't you share a little bit about how we approached it? Sure. Okay, so I read this uh, Instagram page called Hello Meridian. And what is nice about that page is that I do have access to so many people of um, for all over the Treasure Valley and also people who are thinking about coming to the Treasure Valley. And so uh, a couple days ago, I did a, a post and it's still up. If you're looking for it and you want to kind of read through it, um, you're going to look on my page, Hello Meridian, for an image of uh, downtown Boise it's with some kind of nice smoky um, look. That was a, um, a, an, a photo from, um, let's see, this was from Boise Trail Picks. Um, that's... And it's a, it's a beautiful shot. And I actually turned the comments off because I didn't want this to become a dialogue on Instagram. That's not what I wanted, which sometimes that's very helpful, but what I, uh, I'll just read what I said so that you can kind of understand where we're getting some of this information. I said, from California to Idaho, let's chat about it. We listened to what you would like discuss on the Boise bubble, and we're gonna jump right into the deep end and start things off with a topic that affects all of us, the influx of people coming to the Valley from out of state, particularly from California. 
It's too big to tackle in one, just one episode, so we'll eat it in small bites. We'll turn it into a sort of arc. And we want to know your thoughts. It's a charged topic, no doubt. So let's set the stage for how we want to talk about it. This is a group discussion, so we need your input. In order to unravel this complicated topic, we want to discover the trends and how people are thinking and feeling. The comments on this post are turned off. We don't want to get into it on this post. This is for the podcast. We invite you to direct message your thoughts or answer in the story that invites you to participate. For those of you who have lived in Idaho all or most of your lives, how have you been impacted? What don't you know about the issue that's confusing to you and what are you worried about? For those of you who have recently come to the Valley or are considering coming, what are your reasons for coming here to start this new chapter in your lives? What has your experience been this far? both good and less good. What are your concerns coming to a new place and integrating with a new culture? If you want to send your input, these are the rules. Keep it civil, try to phrase your comments in a tactful way, and try to use I statements. Some examples of what we don't want is Californians are rude and considerate. A better version, I'm worried that the impersonal West Coast way of dealing with others will overshadow the friendly way of life I'm used to here. A bad um, way would be Idaho's are unwelcoming. Idahoans are unwelcoming and judgmental. A better way, I've had some experience with people here not being welcoming. We can come to this in a mature way that is open to asking questions and learning. So direct message us. What are your thoughts about Californians and other states coming to Idaho? Okay, so that's what I posted on my page. Uh-huh. Okay, so I knew that we would get some responses. What I did not expect was the avalanche of messages. And these are not short messages. Um, People took time to write a lot of lengthy, coherent, heartfelt responses. I, I honestly, I feel so honored that I was able to see that. So I stayed up till one in the morning reading and responding. I couldn't respond as, you know, as much as I'd like to. I mean, these kind of things, what people were writing were, were, they were, they were talking about their home or the place they wanted to be their home. And it was so beautiful. Um, I spent six hours reading um, these responses and to start getting this feel because of what I felt like is if we were going to talk about something like that uh, on this, on this page that we had to have an idea of what people really felt. And I condensed it down <laughs> to 30 pages of which I sent to you. Um, some of uh, some of the comments were similar to each other. So I tried to focus on ones that really grabbed hold on the idea. I sent you 30 pages of these comments and from the 30 pages you read through them. I needed someone with fresh eyes because I was, I, I mean, that was I a lot. I can't even get through all of them. Yeah. Uh, it, it was 31 pages and I got through 17 of them. And finally I just said, man, I got to stop somewhere. But every time that I said I need to stop, I thought, well, one more. And they were compelling. It was amazing to read them. And thank you for doing that. That was amazing. Oh, so much. uh, Yeah, so much effort and vulnerability shown there. Super grateful. And I did express that these were going to stay anonymous, which I like that because people did speak knowing that they could speak uh, their truth. Um, But I was I know I knew there was an issue, but um, I was I was really honestly so impressed, I have to say. I was so impressed at the caliber of, of speech and the respect on, on all sides. Mm. Um, didn't you feel that? Oh, totally. So um, as far as how we're going to approach this, just one, well, maybe a couple more precursor comments. We're not sure how to tackle this bear. It's a big issue, but taking the gauge of the temperature, I think is the first step. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And we're going to share a lot of these comments. We're just going to read some of these stories. Um, and the reason that I want to read the stories is because, and this is where I'm going to editorialize just a little bit, but I'll try to keep it brief, very brief. <laughs> I can see you rolling your eyes inside your head. <laughs> oh my at, gosh, I love listening me. to you for hours and hours. It's fun. What? I have noticed um, that there's a pattern that happens. And I read a book once, it was amazing, called Crucial Conversations. Great book. Um, awesome book, just about keeping dialogue going, especially when the topics are charged and, and how do you keep it from breaking down and how do you come together and really have productive conversation. Um, and it talks about this idea that whenever we see something happen, eventually it leads to some kind of an action, but there's a lot of stuff that happens in between, right? We see an objective set of facts, um, we make an observation, but we have to tell ourselves a story to make sense of it. And that's normal. We tell stories all the time to make sense of, of the world. Things are very confusing and we don't know what's going on. We have evolved to tell stories, but the stories aren't always accurate, but the stories have a real impact. In fact, from seeing something to telling ourselves a story, then we feel it. We feel an emotion and that emotion oftentimes makes us act um, in a certain way. So there's a direct correlation from seeing it to telling a story to feeling to acting. And uh, I think that what I saw play out in a lot of these comments are, um, man, we're telling some inaccurate stories about each other. And I think that the best way to maybe change our story, and that's one of the conclusions that I came to is that if you change the story that you tell about somebody, you change the way that you feel about them. And then if you feel dif differently, you change the way that you act towards them. And I think that there's a big opportunity here to hear other people's stories on both sides. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, I, just, just if you listen to our first uh, podcast, we introduced ourselves a little bit, but just a little bit of background if you're just coming in. Um, Shane and I are not originally from the Treasure Valley. We moved here 10 years ago from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, we are, we, Shane talks about, um, this idea of renter versus owner. We are definitely, we consider owners in Idaho. We are very invested in Idaho. Uh, obviously we're having a podcast about Idaho. Um, but we come from, uh, just that background, just so you know, we, uh, we moved here, not really expecting this to be our full, um, our, our home forever. And that we quickly changed our minds, but we have been here for about 10 years. Um, so I think we see both, we feel, I guess, both sides is that we, we felt what it's like to come here to fall in love to, we didn't come to Boise because we loved it first. Um, at the same time, we feel protective of what we found here. And so we kind of come from both sides. Yeah. So, uh, let's hear some stories. Okay. So I group them in different categories from the local perspective and then from the newcomer perspective. Yeah. And then I had a small section about common ground, okay. um, common concerns is what I called it. But okay. uh, should we get in? Let's start sure. with some local perspectives. Awesome. And and this won't be the first time, this won't be the first podcast that we talk about this situation because it's such a, a large issue. We felt like first we need to know what the issue is, what people's perspectives were. Because if we want to move forward in a place of solution-minded action, we have to have the foundation to do that. Uh, and so we, once we have done this, we can move on to talking about more specific things about the impact of, of population growth. But in this one where it's more going to be about the stories. Yeah. Let's just take the temp, the temperature. So, okay. uh, before we launch in two things, number one is we've taken, we've taken these from comments. 
that are shared through direct messages and we've had to pare them down. So they're not necessarily completely coherent or uh, written in proper English, but the purpose in sharing them is so that you can kind of hear the data points. And then at the end, maybe we summarize and kind of see what some of the trends are. The second thing is, I think that it's important to say that there's a lot of mention about California, California good, California bad. But I think that that's a little bit of a charged word. I think that when people say they don't like California or there's something about California that they don't like, I think that maybe what they're trying to say is they don't necessarily like their experience in California. And I say that because my family, my mom's side of the family, they all came from the Bay. They lived in Fremont, Modesto, uh, Hayward area for years. And the way that they talk about it, especially my, my mom talking about going to Yosemite and these wonderful places, they talk about California at some point in time in their lives, the way that we talk about Idaho. So I don't think that they're saying that they hate California, but they definitely have some strong feelings about their experiences there. Mm -hmm. So. And some of the developments there. I mean, a lot of this is uh, listening is how they're mourning what they used to experience in their in their home, and they're they are saddened by the developments there. Um, We're jumping to the end. Let's read. Oh, okay, 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 we'll okay. Okay. All right. So, just want me to just kind of start. Do the first one. Okay, this one right here. No, no, no. At the very top. Oh, the very top. Okay. Yeah. So this is the some of the local uh, perspectives. Again, uh, just to reiterate hundreds and hundreds of you messaged in. Um, and we just chose uh, just some that kind of, uh, that articulated what many people were saying. Um, my biggest, okay, so I'm starting to read a comment now. My biggest frustrations are how difficult it, it is now for my friends and family to purchase a home where they've grown up because the prices are so out of reach for middle-class workers. I'm frustrated by how the wilderness areas have gotten so crowded and so much more trash and destruction have been left behind. I feel so sad seeing the most beautiful parts of Idaho being treated so poorly. Please just treat my mine and my and your new home with care. Awesome. All right, let's just keep on going. We're gonna switch back and forth so that you know when the voice has changed okay. in the comment. Uh, I like the influx of people coming from California who come here because they prefer a more hands-off state government experience. I worry about the people who came wishing Idaho would implement more government-supplied services such as public transportation, which would in turn require more taxes to be collected from citizens. I want good decisions made to use tax dollars in a way that benefits our community based on its rural roots and not creating it into a metropolitan rural area. I'm also severely bothered by how hard it is to get camping reservations these days. So many people are camping, but hey, that means there are smart people enjoying uh, enjoying Idaho, hopefully responsibly, so I can get over it. Word. Oh my gosh, so hard to find if camping. If you get on recreation.gov, <laughs> you've got to get on like yesterday to uh -huh. find a spot for May. Yeah. It is slim pickings these days you gotta I mean, be ready to jump it's also you know a pandemic and uh that's all anyone's doing so i think that's probably you know, countrywide but so yeah. all right all right <clears throat> i love the amenities of our city now that our city now has with the growth i'm concerned that my kids will not be able to afford a home here after college while our home has doubled in value in three years i'm thrilled about that we can also um also no longer afford our retirement dream dream home um, a retirement dream of a home in Pine near our beloved mountains. The lack of respect for our land and others was beyond disgusting. Never in my 25 years of using our lands have I seen this much trash and inconsiderate behaviors. And then there's the traffic. I'm okay with a little traffic, but the people with road rage and the running of red lights is out of control. We have 
Always left our home unlocked, doors open, cars open, never had trouble. My son's bike was taken from our front porch last week. It's a shame. Real issues. Yeah. All right. I'm a high school student and have grown up in Idaho. As I get ready to attend college, I'm afraid once I move out of the area, I will be unable to move back because of housing prices. I love Idaho and ideally would like to share my amazing home. I wish there was a way to let other people in without pushing out the people who have lived here their whole life. We're starting to see trends in these comments. Mm -hmm. And I'm really surprised how many high school students did respond with this just fear that their home would not be accessible to them, which was pretty heart-wrenching. Yeah, can you imagine uh, growing up here your entire life with your family as a kid, forming all these memories and uh, your own self-identity, and then thinking, I may not be able to come back. Mm -hmm. I may not be able to afford to come back. Yeah. Real things. I'll read one more because it, it, it's short. There are benefits of better schools and more retail restaurants. I do see a definite California attitude that does not suit well in Idaho. And I'm so very disappointed in the sheer number of people flocking to, quote, my mountains in the summer now. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> I have a hard time with the rushed mentality. I'd like to know how we can influence newbies to relax a little bit. Why the rush? Why the demand? How can we help them see we don't work that way? Pace. Mm -hmm. Pace is a real thing. Okay. Uh, These are some bold ones. I must have liked them. (laughs) With the influx of growth we are experiencing in Boise, it has turned our affordable housing market into a market where many locals are getting priced out of their hometowns. Rural areas are becoming suburbs due to building to keep up inventory. Farms are being turned into subdivisions. Because Californians specifically come with more money from their own overpriced state, they can outbid and buy out the rest of the every, sorry, they can bid and buy out the rest of the everyday Idahoans. I worry this will in turn um, turn our own state into a more urban area with less ability to retain agricultural culture due to the lack of land, therefore making us less sustainable and able to grow and source our own food and ag products, which is a huge part of Idaho culture. That's a fantastic comment. And that's a real deal, too. I think that that recognizes the roots of Idaho. We are an uh, agricultural state and it is part of our culture and it's part of our history, too. I was out hunting, sorry, if I made a di- uh, diverge just a little bit, hunting a quail a couple weeks back. And it was on one of those plots of lands that's kind of irrigated by the circle uh, irrigator, right? The big okay. pipe. I'm not a farm guy, so I don't know the terms. <laughs> I apologize if I'm offending anybody by my ignorance. The, the, circle, uh, the circle pipe, sure. Yeah, but okay. you can imagine that whenever you superimpose that circle on top of a square, which is the borders of the property, you have these uncultivated corners. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you kind of start uh, traipsing around and looking for birds. It is rough territory. Even in the flatlands of Idaho, it is hard. And when I think about the people that came here and first started and said, yeah, let's farm that spot. <laughs> the kind of work that they had to do to clear it, mm-hmm. uh, I'm survived. I, I mean, I'm just surprised that people survived at all back mm-hmm. in those days, a couple hundred years back. It took a monumental effort for somebody to uproot their families, go across the plains and say, this is the place we want to be. Freaking hard. Yeah. All right. Did you get any quail? I got two. You got two? Yeah. Is that your first time? Mm-hmm. My husband's a hunter. I'm starting. Yeah. We'll have some podcasts on that. It's pretty interesting. Um, all right. Uh, this was from a high school student. My dad personally works with a woman who moved here from California and immediately bought three rentals in Star, Idaho. 
She also was wanting to buy the human being in Star and Dutch Bros just because she could and had the money. It's frustrating hearing if you work hard, you have to be able or you should be able to buy to afford a house. But that's not really how it works anymore. And it's so frustrating. I have to work two jobs. I don't choose to. Um, oh, actually, this I think the student was this was a college student. I find that that's so telling because it really we have taught youth for how many generations? If you work hard, then this American dream. But that is not the case anymore. You could work as hard as you want, but uh, you're coming into an entirely different playing field. Yeah, I kind of want to get dark, but I don't know that that was ever really the case. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> but um, yeah, it is hard. It's hard to live these days here. All right. Okay. Um, so this one's Mark that you want to read that one. So all I think right. you like that one. I like this one a lot. I like them all, but I felt like this one was well-written and very uh, to the point. I have a hard time with people wanting to leave a quote, bad place, bashing the old bad place and coming into a new place and trying to make it like the place they call bad. My biggest frustration is the people moving here and complaining about the lack of services, such as schools, roads, and then in the same breath, complaining uh, about taxes and voting against schools and, infra and infrastructure improvements. Also, the buying multiple houses in cash, that's a dick move. No <laughs> nice way to say that. Buy one house, you don't need to inflate the market by buying three. Man, talk about a very concise, to-the-point comment. Mm -hmm. Is there an issue here that we need to talk about? And I think that there is something to be said about the idea of maybe differentiate and this is this is very fundamental and i don't know that we're qualified to dig into it but the idea of taking what you need versus taking what you can mm -hmm. i think that taking what you can has real consequences on everybody yeah yeah all right that was a flavor of the local perspective i think that if i could summarize housing prices is at the top of the list and getting priced out of areas that we've been for uh, that we've lived in for our entire lives Mm -hmm. real things. Um, also, I, as I, I, again, I've read hundreds and hundreds of these. What I really saw as a tone was the general kindness that people felt. There was a real fear that they felt for sure. But talking about specific people, I know that there's this idea of this anger towards Californians, but I think it's because the people who feel that are loud. But the people who are thoughtful and who have really, who, who are internalizing this, they don't come from that place. They come from a place of general welcomeness to their new neighbors. And I, I really felt very inspired and uplifted listening to this um, because it isn't, I think, the perception many people have. And yeah. I, I was really, uh, I, was, I was very impressed. So before we go into some newcomer perspectives, I thought that we'd start with common concerns. Okay. Um, all right. One comment said negatives, lack of infrastructure and proper planning to accommodate the influx, especially roads. Uh, number two, heightened housing costs make it really difficult for locals to afford a home. And another comment was uh, builders who are allowed to throw up mass housing without investing in the community, building or expanding roads, etc. Again, our infrastructure needs a lot more work to make sure we can all get the most out of our community. Yeah. Ooh. Next <laughs> comment. Uh, four years ago, I brought my I bought my home for two hundred fifty thousand. That same home is now going for five hundred twenty five thousand. Back then, you would get to pick your finishes. Now they're just building, and you get what you get. I feel like the builders are taking advantage of the market, and I think it's wrong. I get I get it that people want to make as much money as possible, but where do you draw the line? 
<laughs> I'm very that. slow to throw out terms like enemy, but uh, talk about a common enemy. Those are real issues. Mm-hmm. For everyone. Yeah. And complicated too. I mean, if I'm a home builder and I have been, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to sell the idea of try not to make the money that you can, mm-hmm. especially when you have a family to feed. But, um, but maybe there's some real issues that we can look into here. All right. Newcomer right. perspectives. This is, this I think is what opened my eyes significantly. Not to say that local perspectives didn't because I feel like that's real. But when I think of animosity and hostility, I think it's usually pointed towards newcomers. But listening to some of these stories, man, I almost wanted to weep. Yeah. Some of them were really heartfelt. They really were. I mean, just, it, it made me excited, I think, for the people who are coming in in a new way because the general respect I was hearing from newcomers and the people, many of these people have been here less than three years or are almost, or, or soon to arrive. The, the feeling of respect for their, the place they were going was so palpable. And, um, and that's something it, that's really hard to portray because they are all these individual stories. And that's one of the reasons we want to talk about it. But I, I know that personally I was, uh, I think that's why I just couldn't stop reading. It's yeah. just because each one was so beautiful. Not every single one, but honestly, 96%, yeah. you know. When I think about the uh, what we talked about earlier, this idea of stories leading to actions and emotions, I just think terms like villains and heroes are terms that are used to build consensus, not to really solve problems. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that they're terms that we use to justify the way that we act towards other people. It's easy to give somebody the bird at a stoplight or to yell something at them or to act rudely to them whenever you've labeled them a villain or uh, a bad person. But honestly, reading some of these uh, comments, I think that it's going to be hard to see them as villains. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll start out. Kick it off. All right. I want to. OK, so this is newcomer perspectives. I wanted the ability to homeschool if I choose to, and I like that Idaho is a constitutional state. I think my rights as an American would be less infringed upon in Idaho compared to to California. The quality of life in Idaho far surpasses that in California. A lot of people have moved into California over the last decade, causing housing pricing to increase and population to grow, making it difficult for California natives to afford to live there. It's hard to see that happening to your home, but one difference I see is that people moving into California have a money mentality, meaning that's what moved them there, the high income. But people moving to Idaho, just from what I know, have more family and quality of life in mind than making when making the move. Just because we're from California doesn't mean we want to turn it in want to turn Idaho into California. It just means we weren't lucky enough to be born and raised in Idaho ourselves. Man, I love that comment because I think that it just shows that the thing, the perspectives that we just heard from local people, other people coming in and inflating house prices is the same thing that they felt in California. They've been through the same thing. And that's one of the reasons why they're leaving California and coming here is because they had to experience the same thing. I think that there's some common ground there. Do you think that people from California then are coming in with an understanding they have to protect Idaho? I think that maybe we should read some more of the comments. I mean, I'm just wondering, like, if if we have a perspective uh, that's old enough, just as a people, that we can we can learn from those mistakes. Yeah. Uh, just a general comment that I kind of had to snip up, but I took the the meat out of it. We want a slower life, less taxes, less government, more outdoors. 
we will actively contribute to the community. That's coming from someone who's coming here. Hmm. Um, another comment uh, talking about perceptions of the locals whenever they see Californians. Most of them don't know what it's like to raise a family in a community where our kids cannot play, uh, cannot safely play at a park or even walk to school or where needles and feces on the ground from homeless encampments with thousands of tents and cities is normal. I can't imagine. We've never seen anything like that here. How do... I mean, I'm not saying that homelessness is not a problem here, but compared to other places, it is a blip on the radar mm -hmm. compared to Portland or Seattle or obviously California. That's crazy. Yeah. Feces and needles. Good see. All right. All right. <clears throat> we recently moved to the Treasure Valley to give our kids a better shot at life. School, class sizes, lack of jobs, crime rates, and wage gaps are a few of the long list of reasons we left California. Idaho provided solutions to all of these problems. I know a lot of Idahoans say that Idaho schools aren't great, but it's not comparable to California schools when the class sizes are 31 or 34 to one ratio and the small size. Honestly, our biggest concern when moving here was the flat out hatred Californians receive from Idahoans. We loved everything about it here. The weather, the people were so nice to be able to look someone in the eyes and have a genuine conversation with them was such a relief. Obviously then no one knew where we were from, but it gave us hope that our kids would be able to grow up and enjoy the city they live in. Less fear of the people around them, more activities to do, a community that supports them in every way. We're so glad we moved and plan on staying for the long term. We're just hoping that Idahoans can learn to love us like we love them. Oh my goodness. Like, <laughs> beautifully articulated. But, and um, it sounds so humble too. Mm -hmm. That is the theme that I hear time and time again with these comments is it's an acknowledgement of what the local people must feel. Mm -hmm. uh, another short comment uh, talking about politics, district attorney and others in power in California didn't back and, pro uh, and protect our police officers. And it was a completely different feeling after the riots started. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine living in a place with that gravity of riots? Mm, no. Serious things there. It's interesting though, I, I saw you grabbed a couple, but um, I did receive a lot of comments from people who specifically came here because they're, uh, one of the members of their family was a police officer and no longer felt safe in that career in their state. Oh man. Something we, we, can't, we can't understand. Yeah. And I don't want to de delve into another hot topic, but I mean, the police, I'm, I'm, pro police. I'm pro equality and I'm pro justice, certainly. But the idea of not having police is frightening mm -hmm. to me. And I think I'd like to start the conversation from there as opposed to the idea of not having police. But, <laughs> but think about working for the police, right? I mean, most people who go into law enforcement, most people, they do it for good reasons. They want to contribute. They want to protect other people. They want to do it for good reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, but to all of a sudden feel hostility towards the constituents that you're supposed to be serving, I can feel the conflict in their hearts and in their minds of, and what they must start feeling about people in general. Mm -hmm. That's a hard job. Yeah. I'm glad they're doing it. So uh, we moved to Idaho for a slower pace of life to save money and because Idaho is a red state while California is a blue state. I completely understand why born and raised Idahoans feel the way they feel about us Californians, because honestly, I would feel the same way if I were in their shoes. But I think it's important for Idahoans to understand our side as well and why we decided to make the move to a better state. We move because we like the Idaho laws slash ways of life. All right. 
keep going. All right. My husband and I just moved here at the end of September from California and it was the best decision. We continue looking at each other in complete awe that we actually get to live here. The turning point for my husband, knowing that we could make the leap was when we came to visit prior to moving and we stopped at a 7-Eleven on the way back to the airport and the person working there said, have a great, have a great day friend. It's the people. That's when we knew we wanted to live here, to be surrounded by the energy and to be kind and giving to humans. We had a great experience so far and are grateful to be home. We want friendships that last and to be part of this incredible community that ultimately we moved for. Mm. And it, it's funny, it's was we talked about in our first podcast that the we moved from a very friendly place. Um, we moved from the South, but instantly we we were feeling how friendly of an environment we were moving into yeah why don't you read the next one too okay which one is that okay my heart literally breaks for the native idahoans who think their precious state is being ruined by californians and gosh i hope that's not the case all of the people or all of the things people hate about california and californians are the reason why we're fleeing what i'm most anxious about is pissing people off that I have no intention of pissing off. I totally 1000% understand their frustrations. That's a lot of zeros. <laughs> I guess you know, it was 10,000%. I like this next comment a lot. I thought that it was, hmm. all right, well, you judge. Mm -hmm. Moved here from Utah and in conversation, I usually ask where people are, are, are from. It's pretty common uh, that when a person is from California, they are hesitant to tell me or make some kind of uh, some kind of excuse or explanation to defend that they aren't the typical Californian. Sad to me that people are scared to share where they're from out of fear of how a native might react to them. I th think that outcasting someone simply for where they're from isn't making Boise a better place. It's making it a place of natives versus the Californians rather than a big community that it should be. Boise has friendly people, but I think they're only friendly to the Idaho status quo. It's a bigger problem than simply California people. It's a problem of accepting people who are different than the Boise normal. For example, loving others who are LGBTQ, different religion, race, etc. Personally, I think a lot of the hate of Californians is rooted in a lot more than just the politics of California. Yeah. Man, deep it's perspective. Talk about a deep issue. Yeah. But I think that what stuck out to me there is this idea of us versus them. Mm -hmm. That that's not necessarily lending to solving the problems. No. Maybe I'm reading into it, but. Well, I mean, that's with the, with the idea that people want to serve the problems. I think that's where a lot of it comes into it and what we've seen, especially in, in so many of the problems in the United States in 2020, now 21, is that listening is an action that will bring us eventually to understanding. And when we don't want to understand, uh, that's the problem. And when we should, we shut down to listening um, because when we start to listen to individual stories and we stop and we, if, if we aren't able to lump people into one group, then we have to be thoughtful about our thoughts towards a people. And then that's when we're never going to move forward. Mm. I'm going to do this one. Okay. We moved here from California five years ago with a two year old and a two month old, not knowing a single person, the city in California we lived in had rising crime rates and at times didn't feel safe walking to get our mail. My husband commuted a total of three hours a day because he, we couldn't afford to live where he worked. Average home prices uh, of over a million dollars. 
My husband left the house at 5 a.m. and didn't get home until 7 p.m., which meant that he spent almost no time with our kids during the week. This was not the vision we had for our family. Since moving to Idaho, his commute is 15 minutes. We have more time to spend with our family and have built some of the best friendships we've ever had. We need to accept that Idaho is becoming a melting pot of people from all over. I grew up in California, and it did take a while to learn that Idaho moves at a little slower pace than I had been used to, but I've learned to embrace it, and that was one of the things we loved the most. I hear that time and time again. The commute in California, especially in the heavy metropolitan areas, it's no joke. People are sitting in their cars for hours every morning and every evening just to get to and from work. That's crazy. When I hear these stories, I feel kind of bad about complaining about my 20 minute commute <laughs> from Meridian to Meridian. You do you do hear people in this comment saying, yes, you guys are complaining about traffic, but you know, we, we're coming from a different experience of traffic. Not saying that our traffic problem isn't real, it's real, but they're coming from a definitely different experience. Certainly. That. And I, I do wanna just mention, uh, if people don't know, so you've mentioned that you you uh, interview people, hundreds of people. How? What is the kind of feel that you're feeling from people who are wanting to come from California? Are you? What kind of patterns are you feeling with these people that you're interviewing? Can you ask me that at the end? Oh, sure. Because okay. I want to kind of summarize after we get some of this yes. stuff out on the yes, table. I will ask you that event. All right. Uh, read a couple of them. Uh, this one and this one? Mm -hmm. Those two. Okay. We no longer fit in culturally or politically in California. I think the most frustrating part of moving here is people think all people from California are liberals who want to make Idaho like California. I believe the ones relocating here are the conservatives who just can't take in California any longer. Um, this, uh, next one, I heard a woman in Walmart go on a rant about Californians. News articles about graffiti at Bo Bogus unleash dozens of hateful comments. Some days the keyboard warriors make me feel like I'm surrounded by hate. All that being said, when real human connections are made with neighbors and other parents, service industry employees, everyone has been very kind. The, ki the type of kind we want to raise our children around. Man, you guys, keyboard warriors are real. I have been uh, working in social media for 13 years. Um, I've been doing Hello Meridian for five years, but I've been in social media for 13 years. And social media has made people, weak people brave. And I call them weak because the kind of hatred that I see on my page and other pages from people who do not have to risk anything because they are anonymous or um, they are from their homes. It is real, but that is not who represents us. Uh, it is so crucial that we understand that the people who are blasting hate, um, those are not, that is not indication of who we are as a country, as a people, um, as in our individual races. Um, so I implore, please do not listen to those people and think that it represents us because it, it does not. Well said. Um, other issues in California, overcrowded roads, the, task, the taxed public transportation, intense amounts of homeless, graffiti, increased crime rates, change in overall personalities, Driven out of our affordable apartment by land developers buying out small complexes and building $3,000 a month condos for employees to come from overseas to work at Google. The whole attitude changed in the area and we escaped it. 
There was a bit of culture shock when I realized the lack of diversity, but the shock is easing. The main thing that has been a hard adjustment is the change in job wages. My family makes significantly less money here, though it is nice uh, that taxes are less. Items we shop for are the same cost as in California. We definitely understand how it feels to have your society completely changing every year. Man. Uh, She's not selling California. (laughs) No. All right. Um, Read this next one. Okay. We had our first daughter in 2012 when we had her, sorry, when we had to tell her not to tell anyone at school, she's in kindergarten, that her daddy was a police officer, it became clear to me that we couldn't live where we'd live for very long. I feel with the influx of California residents moving here, there's a stigma that we all come here with tons of money. Mm. That's incredibly true. As a California transplant, I have so many emotions. When we decided to leave California for uh, for many reasons, we researched where in the U.S. has an affordable cost of living, safe neighborhoods, and good schools. We did not realize until we had already invested in our decision that so many others were doing the same thing. Once we got here, we were told numerous times to change our license plates and have even been yelled at at stoplights. Honestly, we just wanted a better life, a wholesome life for our children. We don't want to hurt or offend anyone, and we don't want to impose any crazy liberal ways on anyone. But I'm afraid to go out and explore the beautiful area for fear that everyone is looking at us, wishing we would go away. It's too late for us to go back. I'm sorry. Oh, that's heartbreaking. That, again, I don't want to villainize anybody, but yeah, my heart breaks for that person. That's a real experience, and all right, I'll editorialize at the end. Okay. Two more comments. Okay, which one? Yeah. Okay. I still feel that Boise is kind, but sometimes it takes leaving the city to remember it. I don't think there's, I don't think it's the Californians that are the problem so much as the fact that this little city has grown like mad and there are some aches and pains that come with that. Close this out with the last one. Okay. We moved here because we are tired of California. The people, the politics, school system, how much everything costs. We have two small children. I want them to grow up in a safe, friendly family, uh, safe, family-friendly town. I want my daughter to go to the, to go in person um, to kindergarten this year. We're not allowed to in California. We moved here because the people are kind and because I want to be part of that. I'm working on leaving my California ways behind me. For the most part, people have been friendly and welcoming. We have been flipped off twice, which is disheartening, but I can see why the locals are upset about the growth. That is just a couple of pages out of 30 of comments that we had. So uh, 30 that I sent to you. Yeah, 30 that you sent. Uh, again, if I had if I had done every comment, we would have had hundreds of pages of comments. So this is what I'm seeing. If I could summarize and kind of wrap this up and um, that the issues are real. We're dealing with some real issues when a lot of people in a short amount of time come into one area. It has some real economic and cultural effects on everybody, on the people that are here and on the people that are coming here too. Those are real problems. Um, But I think that we are getting distracted by the different camps and the different tribes. Because when I hear these stories about the people that are coming from California, number one, I heard a ton of respect. I heard the overall theme was understanding, was empathy. 
And I also heard fleeing from things that are real, not being able to go to your mailbox, not feeling safe with your kids, telling uh, their schoolmates that their parents are in law enforcement. These are real things that honestly, maybe we've been sheltered for too long that we don't know how things are going in other parts of the country. But I think that that should highlight this is a special place. And the people that are coming here, I've heard it said, they don't feel like they're Californians. They feel like they're Idahoans coming back to Idaho. Your question to me earlier, sorry, do you remember how you phrased it? Yeah, so I'm I'm just interested because you do talk with so many people who are wanting uh, to come come to Idaho from California. What are some of the patterns that you're seeing? I would say... And again, I'm just kind of speaking off the cuff. I don't know if I've ever said it like this, but it's almost, it's almost religious. Like this exodus of people reminds me of large groups of people in religion's past that have fled from terrible circumstances to try to find a better way of life. I see it in American history. I see it in a cultivation of the West people looking for something new and ready and willing to risk it all because the risks and the dangers are real. Man, homelessness, feces, politics, riots, nobody even, I mean, there were tons of comments on wildfires. We didn't even read those. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of things that are real that make people want something better. When I hear all these stories combined, I don't hear an us versus them camp. I hear a lot of people that have common values. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they want to come here and be part of this community. And, you know, there's a lot of people who also, there are so many wonderful things about every state. And we're not saying that it's not a wonderful place to live, but there is a group there who just doesn't feel like it's their home anymore. And those are the people we're specifically talking about. It's the people who are no longer at home there and are looking for a home here. Mm -hmm. And they want to invest and make their home here. And, um... I, I just know just from this experience that I am, I'm excited for, uh, while we will talk about some of the implications of this that are very real, that need to be addressed, I'm excited about the caliber of people who, who seem to be coming here. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're awesome people. I think that the final thought that I had is when I listen to all these thoughts and feelings and comments from people, man, thank you so much for sharing. They've been amazing but I just feel daunted. I don't, I can't see a clear solution to some of the problems that we're facing. Um, And I don't even know if success is possible, whatever that might look like. But because I love this place so much and I'm invested in it, uh, I choose to believe that there are solutions that can be found. And I think that choosing how we approach this challenge as part of the same tribe, it, it feels like a good place to start. I agree. Great. And I'm excited to talk about it a little more and to see see what solutions um, and what connections we can make. Yeah. And coming podcasts in this arc will address different aspects of it. We might talk about housing. We might talk about it from a business perspective. We might talk about it from more cultural perspectives. Um, but there's a lot to discuss. So thanks a lot. Great. This is great. The Boise Bubble Podcast is brought to you by Coffee and Supply Co. Looking for a new coffee experience? Try Coffee and Supply Co. located in Eagle, Idaho. It's family owned and features a pour over bar, a unique bites menu, including vegan and gluten-free options, all locally sourced. Mention Speak Boise and receive 10% off any food and beverage. Visit www.coffeeandsupplyco.com or follow them on Instagram at Coffee and Supply Co. Need help growing your business? 
It's what you don't know that will cost you. Tulu Peer Advisory Groups is here for every stage of business growth. Find out more at tulu.com. T-A-L-L-O-O.com.